It's February 16th, 2018, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Holly. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Since we haven't been back in a while, uh, since the last time we podcasted with you all, we thought maybe we ought to introduce ourselves again. My name is Laura Davis, and I am an architect and interior designer here at HPD Architecture and Interiors, and uh, we're a small firm in Dallas. And my co-host is Holly Hall. Would you like to introduce yourself, Holly? Yes, I'm also an architect and interior designer, so we sort of work in tandem. Absolutely. So we really like to focus on residential design, meaning that we uh, work directly with homeowners and help them with their remodels, their additions, their new home designs. And we like to say the more complicated, the better. The biggest, bigger puzzle it is, the more fun we have. We get to kind of dive deep into their psyche and figure out who they are and what makes them tick. And do they like an early morning coffee or do they like to sleep in? And do they want blackout shades in their bedroom? And what kind of appliances do they like in their kitchen? And all sorts of wonderful details. So that's really the fun part of what we do. Uh, We are back for our first podcast of 2018. And I'm sure all of you got up and running with your New Year's resolutions right on January 1st, but, you know, we like to take our time around here, so, <laughs> you know, why jump into anything too quickly? We're back. It's February. It's all good. We've been busy. Made it through Valentine's. Yes. In fact, I just got to go to my son's Valentine's party today. They had to delay it by a couple of days because of their testing schedule, something like that. Anyway, I survived the third grade have an Valentine's party with the flying marshmallows and the sugary cookies and lots of sticky, sugary everything. <laughs> but I made it out, so thank goodness for that. But spring is coming. Yes, thank goodness. We have had kind of a cold winter here in Texas. I don't know if, if uh, of course, we haven't had snow, but we've had plenty of cold days. So we are looking forward to warmer days. So we thought this was the perfect time of year to look at our homes and try to figure out how do we refresh for spring. We've made it through the holidays. We're not quite to spring break just yet, but we've got this lull in, in our year this during February. And so this is a perfect time to start your spring cleaning, start looking at your home and seeing what might be perfect for improving as you come into the warmer months. So our topic today is 20 ways to refresh your home for spring. We've sort of broken it down into several different areas. First of all, make yourself happy. And what's going to make you happy in your house? One of the things that is easy to do is to rearrange your furniture just to make it new again so that it's not just the same old place. And Laura just recently did that at her house. We decided that um, my boys are just funny. We have a nine-year-old and a three-year-old, and you all have probably gotten to know them as we've done this podcast. But they're going through a phase right now where they want to sleep in the same room. So we decided, okay, we're not going to fight this anymore because literally we had blankets spread out all over the floor in one of the rooms, and we were camping. And so, which, you know, as fun as that sounds, on a school night, it's not really the best situation. So we decided that we would go ahead and just bite the bullet and 
deconstruct the bunk beds that had been in our oldest boy's room and bring those beds separated, bring those into the other room so that they could share a bedroom. This is the first time we've tried this. And surprisingly, it went fantastic. It was um, the boys each then had their own space, their fine sharing, which I was shocked and, uh, you know, anticipated lots of screaming and yelling and fighting and, and all of that. But the other benefit of moving them into the same room is that then that other bedroom now is our game room. And so we've set it up with a day bed and we've got a TV in there and which of course then my oldest and my husband immediately said, oh mm, gosh, we need a bigger TV. <laughs> so I'm surprised we didn't end up with one over Super Bowl Sunday weekend, but um, so far that's not happened yet. But that is in our future, unfortunately. Uh, so yes, the Xbox will go in there, and we've got all the books and toys and Legos and Hot Wheels, and it's actually working out well. So that is a, you know, it was a busy weekend, and I was a little bit sore after all, you know, moving all that furniture, but everybody was in a better mood. So that is a perfect way, if you're up for the challenge, to rearrange some of your furniture, and it, it will make a big difference. The so, next thing is something I just recently did, and that's cleaning out all my kitchen cabinets. I emptied every single cabinet, and I kept going, oh my gosh, where did all this stuff come from? And I emptied it out, and I put everything on my dining room table and my breakfast room table. And then came the chore after I'd wiped them all out and cleaned everything. Then it was, well, what really goes back into the cabinets? And boy, you should have seen the sacks of stuff that went off to Goodwill. Because you like to cook. I do like to cook. you like gadgets. I do like to cook, and I've got a gadget for everything. But (laughs) when I was looking at some of the gadgets, and I thought, okay, the last time I saw this or used it was when I moved into this house over 15 years ago. It's got to go. That's not something really worth keeping. And I ended up (laughs) with like three or four extra drawers. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot. It was. And so it was just wonderful because then it gave me an opportunity to rearrange some of the stuff I was keeping so that I could get at it easier. And pans went in different locations and and everything just got rearranged. And I was just thrilled because it's so much easier to cook in now. And how long did it take you to do that whole project? It took me all day Saturday. I started off at 8 o'clock in the morning. And by the time 10 o'clock rolled around, I was putting the last stuff away. Oh, my gosh. But it was worth it because Sunday morning when I got up to cook, it was fun. Yeah, like a whole new kitchen. It was like a whole new kitchen. And were your dogs freaking out just Oh, they freaked so out on everything. So they... <laughs> Mom, what's going on? <laughs> How funny. Well, that leads right into our next tip is to donate clothes and toys and furniture and really anything that does not bring you joy. Or like you said, if you haven't used it in the last year, five years, you know, pick whatever your time span is. Seriously, if you haven't put hands on it in that time, like it's time to let it go. Yeah, because if, if you see a box that's sitting up on one of your closet shelves and you go, okay, I packed that box five years ago to keep that stuff there. 
What good is it doing you? It's just taking up space. Get rid of it. Lighten up. Yeah, if you have sentimental value attached to something, and I know we all do, you can take a picture of it. You can put it in a scrapbook. You don't have to hold on to the physical thing. Or I like to picture, if, I, if I'm if i not really using it, but it's still something good, or I bought it and it still has the tags on it in my closet, I have to... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, don't you laugh at me. You know you've done it, too. Oh, my gosh. So, But I have to put myself in somebody else's shoes and go, you know what? There's somebody else who would really love this, who could really use it, and it would do them so much more good than if it just keeps holding up space in my own house. That's that's my reasoning, and that's how I let things go. So try that, because I think that will help you refresh your home and bring you more happiness in your Well, the house. same goes for old linens and towels and exactly. things like that. Yeah. Because if it's got holes in it, every time you get it out, you go, oh, yuck. Then make it part of your rag bag collection. Yeah, I've got downgrade. what I call my dog towels that yep. are all the old stuff that I use for drying the dogs or cleaning up their muddy footprints or whatever. And... You know, and get some new towels. And this is the time of year when they're having all the wonderful linen sales. Yeah, that's true. And try some new colors when you're getting new towels. I know. I'm starting to kind of crave new colors in our bath towels. Yeah, because it's that'll the ones help we... freshen up your house. Yeah, exactly. And then one I put on the list, because I'm really guilty of it, is the the photos that live in my phone that never see the light of day after I take them. And, and they're fun photos, and I put some of them on Facebook, but I don't do anything else with them. And so one of the things that you can do to freshen your home is just go get some of those photos printed. And I love using Shutterfly. I've got the app on my phone. I can upload them anywhere, any place straight to my Shutterfly account and literally order prints and have them in a couple days and they'll mail them right to you. And they're super cheap and it's no big deal. And they're good quality. So if you have any sort of photo app type service like that, plus then they're uploaded on their service. And at the end of the year, I like to go through and I throw a bunch of those photos into a calendar and they make great gifts. Oh, I had thought for, about that. For grandmas, yeah. And we have them, we do one just for our family. And sometimes I'll go steal my sister's photos off of Facebook. (laughs) Just kidding, Karen, I don't steal your photos. Uh, Go, you know, get other family members. And then, like, for my parents, have my family's photos and my sister's family. And then we've got, you know, joint, you know, photos, like an album for them. Well, another thing that's kind of fun to do is to take some of those photos and then go get some really inexpensive frames. You could go to Ikea or someplace where you don't pay a fortune, maybe even the dollar store because they've got frames. And if they kind of look cheap and cheesy, go get some wonderful paint because they've got um, spray paint at Home Depot or Lowe's or Michael's that have all sorts of wonderful effects they've got shiny they've got stuff that looks like granite they've got you know every color in the rainbow and just take some of those inexpensive frames and make some brightly colored frames out of them and put your favorite family photos and just make a big collage on a hallway wall just someplace where you've got some fun photos of your family and friends you know maybe they're 
making faces or whatever, you know, just just something that's kind of fun and brings some joy into your life. Yeah, I used to do scrapbooking, and that went out the window as soon as I had kids, which you'd think that would make me want to do it more, but no, who has time for that? So, yeah, just the idea of, I mean, because we had a fabulous summer vacation last year, and I don't have any photos printed from it. And, I mean, the photos are saved to the cloud, but God forbid they all go away somehow or, you know, who knows. But anyway, so, yes, that would be a suggestion is to get those photos printed and enjoy them. So the next big category that we thought um, would be a great place to start to refresh your home is to look at your home and find ways to make it more healthy. And so, for example, when was the last time you steam cleaned your carpets or your rugs? Because I know I'm guilty of this. I let it go way too long. My mother-in-law is so good at keeping her house clean. She has one of those steam carpet cleaner things there at the house. She owns one. And every time we'd go home for spring break, you know, during college, she would be, you know, cleaning and moving furniture and, you know, just all of that. And I'm so not (laughs) <laughs> I am so not good at that. So if you haven't steam cleaned your carpets, that's probably a great place, especially if you've got pets or kids. Um, and really upholstery can be done as well, and that's something I need to do too. And also get your air ducts clean because a lot of nasty things live in your air ducts, and then you've got air just blowing through those ducts. So if you haven't done that in a while, it's good to get that done too. Right. Um, so while we're talking along the lines of cleaning, uh, you know, of course, it sort of goes without saying, but do a deep, deep clean on your bathrooms, you know, wipe down your doorknobs, especially this year. Oh, my gosh, this season of flu has been awful. And I am so super paranoid because I've got two kids in schools, in a preschool and an elementary school, and it's bad. And they're touching everything. And I can't follow them closely enough around the house with the Lysol and the, you know, the wipe, the sanitizing wipes and just all of it. There isn't so, enough time in the day to do that. I know. So, But if you can just do that periodically, that'd be Yeah, great. pay attention to light switches and um, remote controls, and especially there, like if they've got radio-controlled cars, there's little controls that they're always touching. Um, my son's got an iPad that's constantly attached to his hip, and, uh, you know, my iPhone, I'm sure, is completely gross. <laughs> there's just... You know, we could go on and on. But anyway, so keep that in mind and uh, keep yourselves healthy. Another way to keep yourself healthy is to make sure that you've got your water filter in your refrigerator changed out. And I try to do that every six months in mine because it's what puts the ice in your ice bin. And so that goes into almost everything you drink. So be sure that you keep that water filter clean. And if you're worried at all about the water that you're drinking, or if it starts smelling funny in the summertime typically, then get a water filter and put it under your sink, or maybe even just get one of the type types that attaches to the, the main faucet in your sink. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, especially, I don't know if other communities have this problem with the w- water smelling weird Yeah, when the we- weather gets warmer, but... Yeah, Dallas water always changes taste in the summertime. Yeah, and they say it's safe, but it's still weird, and I don't like it. Yeah. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Um, And then, you know, we're going to do our public service announcement here, but make sure that you have smoke detectors installed, more than just one in the hallway. Um, You know, you may not be aware, but the actual, the 
the building codes say that you have to have one in every bedroom and outside those bedrooms in the immediate hall space. So I know there's plenty of homes that we go into when we go into remodel that don't have enough smoke detectors. So it's that's an easy thing. Just run to Home Depot or wherever you can get those and, and get them in. And if you've got a anything that's a gas appliance in your house, like a furnace or a, a water, water heater, heater yeah. Uh, be sure and get a carbon monoxide detector, too. Because, for instance, I had a friend years ago that kept telling me that she just didn't feel good all the time. And it turns out that her furnace had a leak in it. And some of the fumes were getting back into her house from her furnace. And if she had, and that's what was giving her headaches. And so... If you had a smoke or a carbon monoxide detector, then you'd find out about that before it started affecting your health. Well, carbon monoxide is heavier than regular air, right? right? And so it sinks. It, it sinks. So, which is really scary and dangerous if you've got babies and toddlers that are down low on the ground and crawling around. Yeah. That's really scary. Because it's nasty stuff. So those carbon monoxide detectors go down low. You plug them into an outlet that's close to the ground. You do not mount them up at the ceiling. No. So FYI, don't, don't put them right next to your, your smoke detector. Which, of course, the smoke detector goes up as high as you can because right. the smoke rises and the heat rises. And then be sure and change the air filters in your furnace. I haven't done that for about three months, so I'm, I'm about due. I ought to be doing it every month. But it sure gets cold in my attic in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah. And I hate going up there when it is cold. Yeah. So it's time for me to do that, too. Yeah, I think ours are ready to be changed because they're starting to vibrate. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm thinking sign. maybe the air's not flowing <laughs> through them. That could be a sign. And if you don't have a programmable thermostat, a programmable thermostat will make your um, AC more efficient because you can set it back when you're not home and then have it warm up or cool down, depending upon the season, just before you get there. And they've gotten so they're really inexpensive. And I installed mine, and if I can install it, <laughs> Anybody can. <laughs> well, and or if you're super techie and you really love all the smart home features and all the computerized Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, whatever the heck yeah, it all is. Yeah, you get a more right? expensive one. Right. And then you can control it on your phone. Yeah. So if you're away from your house and you go, oh, shoot, I forgot to turn the heat down during the day or whatever. Yeah. Pull it up on your phone. You can feel like you're on Star Trek or something. And <laughs> that would be pretty cool. So these last couple things, actually, that we've been talking about are another way to refresh your home by making it more efficient. Um, so another thing that we, you can do is, if you're really wanting to be aggressive about the efficiency, is to install new energy-efficient windows. And we just happen to have done that. On Monday. On Monday, just <laughs> this week. And um, I cannot tell you what a difference it makes. It is absolutely amazing. So anything would have been an improvement over the single pane glass aluminum frame windows from 1975 that we had. We did not even have storm windows on top of them, so they were horrible. And my little desk that I have in my house that is right next to a window where I like to work from home, it was miserable. We've had a cold winter and that air was just flowing in. 
So we made the decision to go ahead and get these new wonderful insulated uh, vinyl windows. And oh my goodness, it's, yeah, and it's so much more quiet too. That was a big difference that I wasn't expecting. Because it's not letting the sounds in from outside. Yeah. Yeah, just that kind of ambient hum, you know, that like the road noise and just the trash trucks and all of this, like it's gone. Wow. Yeah, so that'll make my husband a lot happier when the neighbors get rocking and rolling in the evenings and they're having their patio parties and he's like, I'm going to move. This is ridiculous. I can't stand it. So, yes, maybe that'll help with a little bit of sanity as well. And if you really want to spend some money, then you can put more insulation in your attic. That's another thing we probably need to do. But that's pretty important. And there's a couple different ways you can do that. I think we have, I want to say, I want to say it's the blown-in insulation. We probably had the bat insulation, you know, the fluffy pink, uh, you know, stuff that the, um, what's that guy's name, the, the cat? Oh, the pink panther. The pink panther, thank you, yes. The, you know, that um, everybody sees on TV where they roll out the big, kind of big blankets that's called bat insulation there's also the loose blown in stuff that's kind of white and fluffy and looks like cotton yeah and I think that's what we have well now they recommend that you have 18 inches of that in your attic oh my goodness because now some of the new efficiency codes are saying that they want to have an insulation rating and it's an R39 Oh, for heaven's sakes. And so when they come and blow in the insulation in your attic, they actually have to mount rulers now in your attic so that you can see how much you've got. Oh, my gosh. It's like checking for the depth of snow after a storm, right? Yes, it (laughs) is. But once you have that done, you'll never be able to find a wire buried under all that again. Yeah, it's gone (laughs) forever. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. But that would make a big difference. It would. Yeah. And then there's other things you can do, too. Like, we've had clients that instead of the loose stuff that you blow in on the floor, they have opted to do the the foam sprayed onto the roof surface, and you know, in their attic. Well, that makes the whole attic cooler. Exactly. That makes a big difference. And well, and the advantage to that is if the whole attic is cooler... Then your air conditioning is much more efficient if the ducts are located in the attic because then the ducts aren't fighting the 150-degree temperature in your attic during the summertime. Yeah. And so it makes your air conditioning work a whole lot better. Yeah, and Lordy knows we have problems with that here in Texas. Yes, we do. So the last category that we came up with with ways to refresh your home is to make it more beautiful. And everybody knows that, you know, when you get that new outfit or a new piece of jewelry or something, that you just feel better, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. So one of the ways that you can make your home more beautiful is to start with the paint. Repaint the walls um, where you spend the most time. And we've seen great improvements in the paint quality and the features that the paint are offering now like for example there's um, flat paints that are cleanable that you don't have to worry about they're actually scrubbable they're scrubbable yeah and that used to just be unheard of you could nobody would dare put flat paint on a wall where kids might be because you'd have fingerprints and then it was done you'd have to repaint again but now we've got new formulas where the the flat paint is actually you can clean it. So that's pretty amazing. And something that all the paint companies are pushing now is what they call low 
VOC paint. And to me, that means it doesn't smell, but it, what it really means is that paint is composed of two different things. Basically, there's the color that's in there, and then there's the liquid, and they call it the vehicle, but it's what carries the color to get on the wall, and that's what evaporates or dries. And so the VOC, they call them volatile organic compounds. That's what that stands for. And so it's like alcohols and all sorts of things that evaporate and leave the paint on the walls. And a lot of those used to almost be toxic. And so now when they have low VOC paint, that means the paint is much less toxic. And usually the way that they do that is that they make more of the paint with a water base of some sort. And it's usually a water base with maybe a latex in it. And, but the water evaporates and rather than having these terrible smells, you've just got water and so it, the smell isn't as bad. Yeah, it's much more healthy, especially if you're really sensitive to allergies or chemicals. Right. Um, if you've got any sort of respiratory issues, that's that's required. I mean, you can't get paint otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. It's much safer to use. Absolutely. So another fun thing to do, and I always love going to like Hobby Lobby or Michael's or one of those places that just always has all the accessories, is to just pick up something new with a pop of color. So think about maybe a new pillow or a rug. Um, if you've got a place in your home that would be great for a big piece of art, um, or even just a new stack of coffee table books, you know, in your living room, just rearrange things, bring in different things with some color in it, and that, that brings life to any room. Now, my daughter-in-law went and got uh, a very simple little shelf unit, and she wanted to put it in her living room, and it was black, and so she got a, a can of gold paint and painted it gold. And it looks beautiful in her living room, and it didn't hardly cost her anything. Yeah, and gold is so on trend right now. Oh, yeah. It's easy to update things like that. Yeah, it was, it was really fun and really inexpensive, but it just gave her that sort of pop of sparkle. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, you know, I, don't, I do not have a green thumb. I do not. I think maybe I have two growing things in my house other than my children. So um, if you are a green thumb and you love plants, that's a great way to freshen your room is to add potted plants or cut flowers. Um, you know, I mean, anybody enjoys a little bit of greenery. So yeah, well, my fun. problem is it's green for a couple of days and then it's brown. Exactly. <laughs> I think I either overwater them or I'm, I completely ignore them and they just shrivel up and die. So, yes. Same result. Yes. I'm sure if there was a advocacy organization around house plants, they would be on my doorstep because I'm not kind to plants. But that is one way to help beautify your home and, and of course, freshen things up. And another um, item that we came up with, which I'm also needing to put on my to-do list, is to power wash the exterior of your house. Um, but you got to be real careful with that, because uh, if your house is brick on the outside, a lot of times the if you power wash it with too high a pressure, it will strip off sort of the finish layer of the brick. 
And so you have to be very, very careful about that and use a very low pressure or else you'll end up cutting into the brick or even into all of your mortar. And you really don't want to do that. So try a little place down in a corner before you start going crazy with that. Or maybe one of those wands with the brush that has more of a, a lighter pressure, more that you can put some soap on or something, yes. you know. Because I know, for example, our shutters need to be washed yeah, real badly. That's much safer. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, so if you've hung with us for this long, we are now on number 20. And our 20th suggestion is to update your light fixtures and cabinet hardware to be more current. And I like to think of these items as they're kind of like the jewelry of your home, you know, the bling. Um, I, In fact, years ago I went by a house that we had designed and that was under construction, and it, it just didn't – it kind of looked like a face without makeup. It was like all the parts and pieces were there, all the windows and doors were in, and the, and the roof was on, and the, the stucco or siding or whatever it was was on. But it wasn't quite there. And I realized that it was because there were no downspouts and no gutters. There was no, the lighting hadn't been put on yet. The, it was like the twinkle hadn't been added. And I thought, the oh, finishing touches. The finishing touches. And I thought, wow, I hadn't realized what an impact that would make. And so as now that we've gotten our new windows, of course, now we're realizing how much our outside needs new paint. Um, but also the, our porch lights need to be updated. And if you don't hardly ever spend time out there, like why would you even think twice about your porch lights, right? I don't know. It's not something they I think about often. They just sort of fade into the, right? to the background. Yeah, they do their job, and, and I don't give them much love. <laughs> so I need to go shopping for some new porch lights because I think that would be really nice. Yeah, and there's some really wonderful features and fixtures that, um, you know, you don't have to get just the standard little lantern-looking glass-type things. You oh, can, they're all different kinds yeah, of wonderful designs. there's fantastic yeah. stuff. And even sconces that will shine light up and down and illuminate, say, the side of your house. Right. Um, and, you know, so that it's not glaring light right into your eyes as you're standing on the front porch. So, anyway, so have fun with that because that can be a good thing. And then, of course, cabinet hardware on the inside of your home, um, that always can be something that sort of dresses up your cabinets, even if you don't want to go to the extent of, you know, painting your cabinets or getting new ones. Um, that's an easy fix, and you can get those really inexpensively. Um, and I know, for example, we still have in my, I've got a dressing table built in in our master, and who even knows who made the decision to put these god-awful handles on these drawers, but they're the ones that have sort of the decorative bar across the end, and the ends are pointed and they're open, so you walk by it, and you catch a pocket, and you literally rip the side of your pants off your body. And so why are those still on your right? cabinet? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why okay. are they still on my cabinets? Yeah, because as of today, we now have a podcast that tells me to go change them. So maybe I'll do it now. I'm going to make do that. <laughs> they're so awful. And even when I'm drying my hair, the cord of my hair dryer keeps getting caught in this stupid little thing sticking out, and... Yeah, you'd think I would have changed them by now, but I'm going to blame it on my children and my husband that they keep me too busy. That's my excuse. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so anyway, that's I think that's about our list. Can you think of anything else, Holly? Well, one thing, uh, back to energy efficiency. 
go through and as your light bulbs burn out, all your old light bulbs, be sure and get the new LED light bulbs. Yes. And it's kind of tricky to make that trade out because you can't just buy a 100-watt LED light bulb. They now go by what they call lumens, and that lumens means how bright the light bulb is. And if you think back to, in your mind, a 100-watt light bulb is this bright, and you're used to that. And a 60-watt bulb, you know how bright that is because that's what you're used to. But the 1600 lumen bulb is equal to 100 watts. And then for a 75-watt, it's 1100 lumens. Okay. And for a 60-watt, it's 800 lumens. So be sure and get something that's bright enough. And then the other thing you have to look out for is something that is called color temperature. And we never used to have to mess with that because you just went and bought a 100-watt light bulb. Yeah, incandescent, and you knew what you were getting. right? But incandescent light is sort of a yellowish kind of light, and they call that warm white. Warm white, yeah. Warm white. And if you've ever been in an office building where all the light seems real blue, that's a cool white. Fluorescent fixtures used to be really bad for yes. having cool blue, almost right. like sickly white right. color. Yeah. But what they've done is that, and this was, this has been technical terms that lighting designers have used for years, is they call it the color temperature. And the old incandescent bulbs are about 2700 K, and the K was for Kelvins. So if you can get something that's between 2700 and 3000 K when you buy an LED light bulb, then it'll be what your eye is used to in your home. And it's sort of equivalent to the old incandescent light bulbs. It's going to be a warmer... It's going to be a warmer light. Because if you get to about 3500, it starts looking really blue. Yeah, and they try to tout the the benefits of the daylight. You'll see some bulbs say daylight and or full spectrum, and they're supposed to look like daylight. But they're blue. It's very blue light, so don't go, don't be sucked in by that marketing because you're not going to like it. Yeah, try and stay around. If you just think 3,000 and try and stay something close to 3,000K when you buy an LED light bulb, you'll be very happy with it. Especially if it's going in a bathroom where, you know, you might be doing your makeup or, you know, you Or even in a closet when you're trying to pick the colors of your clothes and what goes together. If you have something other than the 3000K or less light, you'll put on some clothes and you walk out and go, how did I ever make this stuff match? Mm -hmm. Because it, it really makes colors look different. Yeah. So be real careful about that. I guess that's all I've got. Okay. Well, again, if you um, are ever in the Dallas area, of course, we host an in-person happy hour once a month. And this month, we're really excited. We're going to be at the Kohler Signature Store down on McKinney Avenue in Dallas. And they put on a fantastic party. So we're so excited to be down there. And they've got a gorgeous showroom. So if you're in the in the market for some new Uh, plumbing fixtures, kitchen or bath or anything, or you just want to come see what the newest is in plumbing technology, 
please join us. So it's always the third Wednesday of each month. We're going to be down there February 21st. And, um, you know, you just find us on meetup.com. Um, then you can RSVP and join us, and we would love to meet you. So if you're listening to this and you come to our happy hour, you better come by the table and tell me hi and tell me you listen because I will get so excited. And then, of course, you can always find us on social media. Find us on Facebook and and Twitter and Instagram. Um, Of course, we're all over Pinterest, and pretty much you name it, we're on it. Right, Holly? That's your department. (laughs) She's giving me the blank stare right now, like, whatever, you're doing it. Uh, So anyway, thank you so much for listening. We're really excited to be back podcasting again this year. I wanted to say hi to Tony, who is an intern up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, who was so nice to email us and give us some encouragement to get back on the podcast. (laughs) Poor guy. He's probably like, what is wrong with these ladies? They're just not even on the ball. So thank you, Tony. We're very excited to have you as a listener, and um, hopefully we can answer some of your questions. I know you just sent us an email today, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And, and, uh, And if anybody else wants to email us and get in touch, we love getting listener email, and we're happy to answer questions and, and do a whole podcast on whatever you want to hear about. So I guess until next time, we will uh, talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.